Hey guys, and welcome to a booth for two. What up? What's up? Welcome to episode number seven. Hey guys, so today's going to be a little bit different. We do have a special guest coming to you and we're really excited for you to meet her. Um, she runs a website called clevergirlfinance.com and I met her, you know, in the photography world. Um, we worked together in the past and now that she has this cool new business, I really want to kind of spotlight her and let you guys hear what she has to say. So that will come later. Yeah, we're going to ask her a couple of questions uh, that we like to know about what she does and also how she can help you guys. And we may have a couple of questions that may be able to help you if you're struggling financially. So moving right along with the show, we did not mention the Falcons the other day um, in our previous episode. And I thought it was worth mentioning because Brandon mentioned that when we used to live in Pittsburgh, they won the Super Bowl that year, the Steelers. The year that so we moved now, down, yeah. Right, the year we moved down. So maybe since we moved to Atlanta, the Falcons will have a shot at winning. It's looking very likely. <laughs> it's a possibility. And I think being in a city while they're going through, you know, being so close to the Super Bowl, it's crazy. Everybody's really high energy. You see red jerseys everywhere. Yes. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got people coming to my job in jerseys like, yo, how about those Falcons? Falcons hats, Falcons t-shirts. I'm like, okay. But that's where I can see a difference in the two cities, though. And I'm talking about Atlanta and Pittsburgh. Philly, Philly, they you'll see people wear jerseys a lot, but Steelers, man, in Pittsburgh, all year round, people will wear jerseys like every day. Even like professors, they would wear jerseys <laughs> to class. Or you'll see a terrible towel in like, the back of every car. Every car. Or so terrible like, towel flags. No matter what day it is, no matter what time of the year it is, football season or not, you will see Steelers stuff all the time. People are always representing and they really go hard for sports. Like yeah. the year we were there, they went run the Super Bowl. They were like riding, like flipping cars and stuff. It was crazy. Yeah, it was it was super wild, man. They they were <laughs> they were turned up to say the least. But even I'm getting in on the hype on the Falcons though. Like the other day, I went over to my homie's house. He had like a little Falcons party, just like just chill, hang out. And I don't even watch football, but I was really into it. It was intense, and I was like, I can definitely get down with that. I always got the scoring <laughs> part of football, but I like never really paid attention to the sport. Yeah, like I get like first down, and there's like second down, but like that part is also a little cloudy for me trying to understand like what exactly they're talking about. But I know the like field goal and regular goals, but yeah, it is a complicated game. Mm. Well, I mean, I I I, I just. Like enjoy watching it and the scoring, but I don't know like the strategies and plays and stuff. Like people know too much about sports. They know statistics. This guy threw this many interceptions and all that. It's just a lot going on, and I don't know <laughs> how to deal with all that. But I'm definitely feeling the Falcons' love. It, the city's turned up for it. They're really excited. I actually hope they make it to the Super Bowl. I think that'd be cool to see. And I don't know. I, like I'm new to the city, but I'm feeling like the energy. I'm feeling like an Atlanta <laughs> Falcon fan right now. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. Because it's just something fun to be a part of. Like witnessing, like I said, when when you're in a city and they're about to win the Super Bowl or close to it, it's just a different energy. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's like normally it's like a seven, but right now it's a ten. And you're feeling it too, like you're all getting involved. Like, even though I don't care about football, I really want to. I hope they win because I want to see it. I just want to see it because I know 
we're going to go to a Bang of a High Super Bowl party and we're going to be like, yo, this is amazing. Yeah, I'm shocked you haven't mentioned those wings yet. You came home raving about those wings from that football party with the homemade sauces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy that hosted the party, he he baked, he fries the wings, my bad. And instead of like battering them in the sauce himself, he made sauces. And he, he had like a lemon pepper sauce, barbecue, a medium sauce. And they were like really good. They were homemade sauces. Like I saw him mixing them like in the cup or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. I guess he just says his uh, trick for his wings or something. But he had them in squeeze bottles and he put them in Tupperware and then he gave us the option to like squeeze whatever sauce we wanted and then shake it together. It was so good. I kept telling the whole night that you have to sell these sauces. They're that good. He should definitely create a business out of that. It's a great business model. Yeah. Speaking of business, this probably is a perfect time to introduce our guests. Yeah. Um, So we're going to give her a call and we're going to get in connection with her. All right, guys. Hang tight. We're back. Welcome back to the show. So we have Bola from Clever Girl Finance. We already did a little introduction. So now we just want to kind of have you go into your bio, if you don't mind. Yay. Thank you so much for having me on here. So like Joy said, my name is Bola. I'm the founder of Clever Girl Finance. And it really is a financial empowerment platform that I created for women to help them take charge of their personal finances. I do, however, you know, find that I have a lot of men in my audience, the spouses and the boyfriends and the brothers of the women who follow me. So about 15% of my audience is male. And the information I provide, the content I create really applies to everyone. You know, everyone can learn from it in terms of improving their their personal finances and building wealth. Um, From outside of Clever Girl Finance, I am a finance writer, so I do write um, finance content for other um, publications. I am a money coach, a business strategist, and a certified financial educator, too. Wow. So you have a lot of experience in this field. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So you are the perfect person to speak to about this question that I'm about to ask you. (laughs) So um, what would be your advice to someone who is struggling to start a savings account? Because, you know, a lot of people may not even know how to get started with it. So we just want your expertise. Expertise. I can't talk today. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, this is something that this is a question that I get often as well. And a lot of times people get overwhelmed with savings because they're thinking about that big amount. Oh, my God, I want to save 10000 I want to save 5000 How am I going to start? I don't make that much money. But you, you want to bring it down and just start small and start with a dollar, start with $5 and make those transfers into a savings account. And I always recommend that you put, a save, put your savings account in a bank that's not easily accessible so it's not connected to your checking account. You don't have a debit card. You don't have checks. So you're not tempted to, to make withdrawals or make transfers. And also, um, there's there's a lot of there are a lot of um, tools that you can use to you know create the savings account. So Digit is an online tool, and it's really awesome because it allows you to what it does. It uses algorithms to calculate your spending, and it makes small, unnoticeable transfers out of your checking account into a Digit savings account. And before you know it, you've you know, you've saved a bulk of money there. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's an awesome it's an awesome thing. And a lot of banks have something called Keep the Change. I know in, in Bank of mm. America, it's called Keep the Change, where every time you spend um, money 
and something and rounds up the amount and transfers the change into a savings account. Those are two really great and automated ways to get your savings going. You don't have to think about it and it just makes the amount the, the transfers you don't you don't miss the amounts. You can also do um, things like the 52-week savings challenge, which mm -hmm. is where you save a dollar amount that's the equivalent of a week number. So, for instance, and it goes over one year, so 52 weeks. Um, so, for instance, on week one, you save a dollar. Week two, you save $2. Week three, you save $3. And you keep that savings going until you get to week 52. And at the end, you end up with about thirteen to $1,400 in savings. Mm. And wow. the Thing. Yeah, it's an awesome, awesome challenge. The good thing about that savings challenge is that it helps you build the habit and the consistency because every week or every two weeks or every month, however you decide to bulk up your transfers, you're making those transfers. So you can set reminders in your phone so they pop up and say, hey, girl, hey, guy, you need to transfer money to your 52-week savings challenge. So, you know, when it comes to savings, think about starting small and build the habits and build the consistency and then go from there. Yeah, wow. I really, I really like that. That was I think all. I to start doing that. <laughs> you just exceeded my expectations. <laughs> I thought we were just going to talk about, wow, you just blew my mind. <laughs> I've actually I've seen that I've seen that post shared on Facebook though the fifty two yeah uh, week savings that's uh wow she just listed so many great things and my favorite part was that um not having it in the same bank account as your checking because it's too like easily accessible yes and yeah. like if I try and hide money from myself and like put it in my my checking or my, in my savings I know I can easily just log onto the computer and move fifty bucks move a hundred bucks and then before I know it I'm like oh no. <laughs> put it in a bank account across town and then have your job you know when you set up your direct deposits have your savings get transferred to that to that account and so when you want to withdraw it's going to be so inconvenient yeah that's a good idea too because i don't know if a lot of places do this but with our job in direct deposit we're able to send it like small amounts to multiple banks instead of mm -hmm. having it all go to one is that like a universal thing i'm not most, sure most jobs that offer direct deposit allow you to make transfers to multiple accounts yeah Oh, great. Okay. So everyone should be able to use that tip. I love it. Okay. Um, if, I have another question for you. Uh, what tips do you have for people struggling with credit card debt or advice to stay out of credit card debt? Okay, so credit card debt is a big one. To be honest, it sucks, right? Like nobody likes credit card debt. Nobody wants to be in debt. People are in debt because they've made bad choices with their money, they shop them all, they shop the sale when they shouldn't have, they open the store cards, whatever the reason is, right? But now you have this debt and then what do you do about it? So to start off, if you want to get rid of your credit card debt, you can't keep spending on credit. You have to decide that, you know what, I'm done. And that means if you're going to have to throw the, those cards in the freezer and put, you know, put them in the block of ice, whatever wow. you want to do. If you're going to have to cut them up, if you're going to have to bury them in your backyard, you, you just have to stop spending on credit. The next thing is you want to tally up everything you owe. So what is what is it that you owe? How much do you owe and to whom? And what are the interest rates associated? So when you know how much you owe and exactly how much interest you're paying, then you can now prioritize your debt and pick a debt payoff method. So there's two really, you know, really great ways to pay off your debt. The first one is paying off the highest interest rate first. So this is basically going to save you the most amount of money. You tally up your cards and organize them by interest rate, um, and then you focus on paying as much more 
than the minimum, minimum as you can to the credit card with the highest interest rate and you pay this, the um, minimums to all the rest. And once you've knocked out that first credit card, then you take all the money you're putting towards that payment and put it on your next highest interest rate credit card and then you know rinse and repeat throughout. Mm-hmm. That way you pay off your credit, your credit cards um, much faster and you reduce the amount of interest you pay overall. Um, the other method is where you pay off the credit cards either with the smallest balance or the highest balance regardless of the interest rate. So human beings tend to be, I guess, psych- you know, like psychological beings or emotional beings mm-hmm. and they thrive on, they thrive on big wins. So sometimes, you know, yep, some that's people, me. they need that motivation from knowing they've paid off one debt. And so if you start with the smallest one that you can pay it off quickly, you're like, oh, my God, I have a win. Yeah, I paid off my debt. And then you can keep going. So, again, the, the biggest thing with, 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 with whichever method you choose is that you want to pay off. You want to pay more than the minimum every month because paying the minimum keeps you in the debt cycle. This is mm. how the credit card companies make money. Wow. And their goal is to keep you paying you know, the minimums as long as possible throughout the life cycle of the loan so that you can you can pay them as much interest as possible. So if you keep doing that, you may find that, you know, like now by law, they're required to tell you how long to pay off your debt. So if you have a $1,000 credit card and your interest rate is like 19.9%, you may find that it's going to take you 15 years to pay it off if you keep paying minimums wow. and they'll end up charging you like $5,000 in interest. These are just random numbers, but, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> you want to pay off as every month as much more than the minimum as you can and most importantly you have to decide that you know what i'm done with debt and also you know when it comes to paying off debt you really have to get radical and get aggressive and do what you need to do to get the debt out of your life so if it means forgoing the nights out forgoing the shopping getting a part-time job you know you just have to really have a why like why are you getting out of this debt because you want peace of mind because you want to be able to save because you want to be able to quit that job that you can't stand but you have to you need that paycheck to pay off this debt you have to have a why and you have to decide i'm done with this debt and get aggressive with it because the sooner you can pay it off the sooner you can free up your money to start saving and investing and doing the things that you really want to do with, with your money. And that in turn allows you to start living your life on your own terms. Wow. Whoa. Definitely. That was amazing. Yeah, that's definitely some good advice. <laughs> I feel like you had a microscope over me and I had this really guilty look. I'm like, oh my gosh, the shopping, the spending, everything. Like, this is my life. <laughs> oh gosh. That's why and you're my friend. So, yourself, though. You gotta treat yourself, <laughs> gotta treat you know. yourself. every yeah. now and then. Every now and then. At least. Yeah, I like and I like what you spoke to because I think we mentioned this on the show before. But like, I always like instant gratification. So I like want things to happen immediately and like trying to tackle debt and stuff. I'm like, why does this take forever to pay off? Why is it taking so long? I just want to be debt free. Yeah, um, I, I definitely feel that way right now on my student loans. Right. <laughs> But, so. you know, one thing you can do is build in the small rewards. So let's say you're paying off your credit card debt and your goal is that once you hit, let's say you have $10,000, right? You can decide that you reward yourself with something small and realistic, you know, every time you pay off $1,000. And then you, if you set up that digit savings account or that keep the change savings account, you can then leverage the money in that account to give yourself that reward and then motivate you to keep going on to pay off another 1000 so it's it's all about everything and you know creating a balance right 
So if you pay off a thousand dollars, then you can maybe you know reward yourself with like fifty bucks or something to get something nice. But you can't um, you can't pay off a thousand dollars and then go take that same credit card and then go reward yourself with a thousand dollar shopping spree. And that's literally <laughs> probably what I would do. Like no, seriously, I would. I'm like, yeah, I got a thousand dollars now. Time to go to Sephora or whatever. No. But this has been very, very helpful. Thank yes. you so much. Was there anything else you wanted to mention that you think people would like to hear? Yeah. So, you know, I'm really big on mindset. I really believe that whether you accomplish your goals or not starts in your head. It starts in your heart because especially when it comes to financial topics, you can go on Google and you can find a list of 100 things you should be doing to pay off debt, save money. Like, you know, it's not the secret to building wealth is that there is no secret, right? You can... It's the information is readily available, but you have to have that commitment. You have to have that mindset that you can do it. You have to want to do it. And, you know, when you have established the mindset that you want to succeed, you're more likely to, to succeed. So it's all about positive thoughts, building the mindset, knowing your why, and then going out and accomplishing your goals. And even if you get derailed and you fall off track and, you know, you, for whatever reason, you kind of overspend, whatever it is, Decide that you're going to pick yourself back up and keep going towards your goals. So that's what I want to say. <laughs> I love well, thank it. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was really great. Um, what are some ways that people can get in contact with you? Yeah, so um, you can people can find me on my website, clevergirlfinance.com. I'm on Instagram at clevergirlfinance. Um, I'm on Facebook at clevergirlfinance. I also have a podcast that I launched not too long ago. Woo! Hey! Awesome! <laughs> called um clever girls know or you can search clever girl finance i'm on youtube i just started a youtube channel clever girl finance <laughs> <laughs> definitely and, branded that it's a brand <laughs> yes indeed. And, yeah, it's the brand of the cgf and also um i have a six-month accountability program for people who want you know a supportive group and encouragement of reach their financial goals. I have a six month six month accountability program where we talk about everything from saving to paying off debt to investing to mindset and just, you know, being keeping yourself surrounded with the with people who have the same goals, you know, to succeed with their money as you. So that's also on the website too. Okay. Well thank you very much for coming on to the show. Thank you so much. Like I, I hope people really check you out. You guys you gotta go um Look at her website, check out her podcast because this information was super informative. And if you learned something today, which I know you did, you have to check her out. Yeah, we'll also share a link um, on our Facebook and on our Instagram and Twitter as well to her page. And definitely check that out when you get a chance. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Wow. That was really great. Definitely learned a lot from that. She she is a great resource. and like we said, we already encourage you guys to check her out. She has a blog post where she talked about how she was able to save $100,000 in four years. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yes, right? <laughs> Can you imagine $100,000? Yeah. She's worked in finance, you know, for years and decided to just go ahead with her own business. And it's already very successful. And I'm super proud of her. Yeah. Yeah, I like to see people do their own thing. Working for themselves, I think that definitely takes a lot of courage, and I applaud her on that. Like we watch a lot of Shark Tank, and to see these people like go on there and just like 
have their ideas and their business model and just stand firm for it. That's fantastic. Yeah, they're just like super passionate and I get so excited for them when they get a deal. And then sometimes when they like leave without getting one, I'm like, are you crazy? But either way, you know, they're going to get like publicity. People are, because yeah. every time we watch Shark Tank, you're always on your phone Googling the yep, business. Always looking at like, like oh, are they selling the light yeah, now? Are you know whether or not they got a deal before it's even done talking about it on the episode, but. Yeah. And um, then when you look it up, it says featured on Shark Tank. And yeah. that right away, people are going to be like, wow. Right. Of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's great. And I, I like to see being in Atlanta. And just meeting a lot of different people. There are a lot of people down here that own their own business. Entrepreneurs, yeah. It's fantastic. And the best part about it is it really is like a a lot of black-owned businesses down here. We've seen them before, but you see them a lot more frequently here. And I really appreciate that. And to see people doing well, doing their own thing, working for themselves, that's fantastic. Yeah, they call it Black Hollywood, and it really kind of is that. It's just... Pretty glamorous. <laughs> yeah, I see people riding around in Porsches, BMWs down mm-hmm. here, and uh, even at my job, people come in and they're like, yeah, I, I own my own business. I'm like, oh snap. Yeah, even like um, when I did Uber Eats a few weeks ago, I, I walked up to this house, huge house, and a black guy stepped out, and I'm like, here's your food, sir, and I was like, wow, this is amazing, and. You know, this is like what I like to see. I want to see everyone successful, but you rarely hear about black people's, you know, successful businesses, successful business ventures, you know, living successfully, all of those things. And when I saw that, I was blown away. Yeah, the other day we were looking at, we were actually looking up um, how many billionaires were there in the world? We were looking up everybody's network. We were just doing yeah. a lot of research on that for some reason. I don't know. We just were, <laughs> it was late at night and we just wanted to look up stuff. <laughs> and we looked up how many billionaires there were. And I, I think it was 18, 10, and yeah. only 12 of them were black billionaires. Yeah. And Oprah was, of course, one of them. But yeah. that was like crazy. Only 12. Only 12 out of 1,800. That's wild. That's so wild. But. I definitely appreciate when people work for themselves. I, 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 we will always be supporters of small businesses. For sure, always. Yeah. Because I have a small business. Exactly. Many like, of them. You know <laughs> so. exactly. You know exactly how it is. You built your own business model. Right. You worked hard to you know get it out there, and you have success stories from it. That's fan. That's just fantastic. I said it before, and I'll say it again. It takes a very large leap of faith to just like say, I'm going to work for myself. And do what I love and make money off of it. Uh, that so, I applaud you on that, Joy. And I oh. applaud anyone. <laughs> I applaud anyone else Thank who is you. a small business owner. And I appreciate the work that you do. Joy appreciates the work that you do. Please keep your head up if you are thinking of any type of business model, and just take that leap of faith. Even if it doesn't work out the way you wanted to, put as much hard work as you can into it, and just try your best. And guys, one cool thing that you can do, we can start a little networking thing. I just had this idea, but if you have a small business and it's something that you're trying to start, just comment it on this post, on this uh, podcast episode on SoundCloud, and we get you know a good amount of listeners per episode, so they'll see your comment. So just list the, your website under um, this link, and we would love to see all your businesses. I love to shop, so... <laughs> Uh, we want to get people to support whatever you do. Yeah, send us an email as well, and we can network and see what we could do about uh, advertising your business once or twice on here to help you guys out. And if anything else we could do to help, please let us know. Shoot us an email at a booth for two at gmail.com. 
So I just wanted to touch on something going back to our previous conversation about, um, you know, finances and everything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to millennials, this is the time where we're starting to um, think about becoming homeowners mm -hmm. and, you know, we have car loans and things like that. But less than an hour of him being um, in office, he signed a uh, bill to suspend mortgage premium rate cuts, which would save the average homeowner, new homeowner, about $500 a year. And I could do a lot with $500. Good. And it, it sucks because we, we're actually planning on buying a house. And this is something that Obama put into effect within his final days in office. And it's supposed to ro roll out January 27th. But... He straight up put a uh, stop to it. Right. And this is something that has helped more than 1.1 million borrowers. And I saw another great quote, um, which said that it was set aside to help people with low credit scores be able to become homeowners. And that's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people, you know, have low credit. We're all trying to build our credit and work on it. And for him to make it even di more difficult for us, for us, and he's someone who probably has never had that problem. It's like, really? I don't think you're thinking about the little guys at all. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's funny because there was a senator talking about it um, that I found on YouTube. And he said that right after making a speech about empowering working class citizens, he did something that would hurt millions of citizens that are working hard to get a piece of the rock, a piece of the American dream, which is home ownership. And to think that... That happened not even an hour after like swearing yourself in as the president. Right. And just think about the facts that I just listed. 1.1 million people in 2015 took advantage of this, you know, thing and it helped save $500 per new homeowner. So if he cut that $500 per family per year, where is it going? And it doesn't even mention that in the article. Anymore. Yeah, like where is like, that where money is going? Where is the money going? Like, so you suspended it. So what's happening with right. the I would like planet? to see something better happen or have it go into a different plan that would be more beneficial. Mm -hmm. But they just straight up canceled it, didn't tell us what the substitute or alternative was for it. It just disappeared. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of tension since this inauguration. Like, even the day of, the riots going on in D.C. Right. Today is the Women's March mm -hmm. um, in D.C. and all over the country. And it's scary that I've, in the time that I've been alive, I've never seen a president you know, bring up this much tension within the citizens. Right. And to have people kind of, like, you know, revolt against that. It's crazy. Like I've been alive for, <laughs> I've been alive for uh, three now, four presidents now. Clinton, Bush, Obama, and now Trump. Wow. And I've seen these presidents. Like I can remember when Clinton was in office. I can remember when mm -hmm. Bush was in office. And granted, people didn't agree with you know the moves that they made, decisions that they made. But there wasn't any rioting. Yeah, even Bush, he wasn't like the world's. Uh, well like man but he still mm -hmm. it wasn't like this it was it just wasn't. it was just a different energy like bush it was like okay we can tolerate him he's just our president whatever but trump to me in my eyes I, we don't have a president right now we're just rotting for <laughs> years until we figure out who the real person is that's going to take place it's deep and you know it's crazy it, let me take that back right i don't know if there were situations like this back when it was before the president, because we didn't live in an age in which everyone could record from their phones yeah, true. and document what was going on. I feel like now that we live in a world 
with technology everywhere, we can capture these moments. So everyone's now more aware of what's going on around the country. Right. And back and then they the had world. to they had to rely on the media and the media doesn't always portray what they mm-hmm. want to portray. And for instance, like um I read somewhere that Trump like blocked BuzzFeed from being able to record the inauguration. Like mm. the um he has too much input on how he's betrayed and like he, he can take little snippets out of his life of what he doesn't doesn't want us to see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it's weird now because with all this fake news going around the internet, you don't know what's real, what to really trust. Like even when we were looking up the information about the mortgage uh, cuts that happen. I was like, I need to look this up because yeah, I don't know if do this is real. Research. <laughs> I don't know if this is real news because you can't trust everything you find on Facebook now. Granted, it's a great way to share media, but not everything is true. So the second I saw the video online, I had to go look it up on like CNN, all these different news sources, and pull up the information. So it's just it's really weird. I, I ever since he got inaugurated, ever since he got elected. It's been really weird for me. It's kind of like this dark cloud overneath, over America. It's just a weird energy in the country. And like people who I I thought were friends, I still think of them as friends, but we disagree about, you know, politics. And this election just really had a lot of tension between people and now the government too. It's, it's scary. It is scary. But, you know, there's there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, one thing that... (laughs) What's pretty funny to me is that I shared this video on my Facebook page. It was um, screenshots of um, 11.30 a.m. for Trump's inauguration Uh, and 11.30 a.m. for Obama's inauguration. And I was like, oh, well, this might not be real. You know, maybe one was after more people started to come. But no, they were from the same exact time. And, you know, Obama was packed. He was said to have a million plus people. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a historic inauguration. Very historic, where Trump had half that. And you see, like, gaps in the fields of where people should be, <laughs> but they weren't. Wow. I feel like a lot of people are wising up to how it should be. And if they weren't, especially after seeing what he did after his one hour of being in office, they're wiser now about, you know, everything that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. I I read an article that even his like approval rates with pe- within people who voted for him is actually down a bit too. That's because interesting. A lot of what he talked about during his campaign, he's either went against it or just like hasn't hasn't talked about it at all. Like the whole wall being built for Mexico, he said Mexico was going to pay for it. Now he wants taxpayers to pay for it. Right, and then said that Mexico is going to reimburse us later, something like that. I'm <laughs> like, what? And then the Mexican, the president of Mexico, or he was, I don't think he is anymore, but he said, I'm not paying for your wall. Yeah, it's it's just crazy, man. I don't know what's going on. But one thing I do want to say and I really appreciate is the fact that Bernie Sanders, even oh. though he is not... Like in the run for president anymore, mm-hmm. he's still standing by the people. For sure. If you watch the videos of his confirmation hearings for uh, Trump's cabinet, he's coming at these people hard. He's asking them hard questions. And, and, and the woman, and I can't stumbling. remember her name, but um, there's a woman in the Senate as well, and she was ripping apart uh, the Elizabeth woman Warren. who. Yeah, she, yeah, she was ripping apart the woman who was put in charge of education. Yo, yeah. First of all, no, that lady is. I don't know what she's talking about. Yo, she's she asked her, like, have you ever had to apply for a loan? Have your children ever had to apply for a loan? She's like, no, they've been fortunate enough not to have, you know, 
had to apply for a college loan. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you relate to someone doing that if you never had the process of doing it? How right. can you ensure that you can help these people get to college if you you haven't been a part of it experience? Like, what it's like to get financial aid? That's ridiculous. But to be honest, Trump's whole cabinet really is a joke. It's like, disgusting. When when I heard about the appointments, I'm like, mm-hmm. I look into these people and I'm like, I just don't get it. Why? What's and what does decision? what does Ben Carson, being a neurosurgeon, have to do with his ability to be able to run HUD? I have no idea. What does it have to do with housing whatsoever? In the article we read earlier about the uh, mortgage cuts, he wasn't even aware that that was even going to be happening. Horrible. So the fact that Trump signed that. Right under his nose and he had no idea. Yeah. Like, what kind of pick is that? Let me even take that one step further. At the confirmation hearing, when they were speaking with Ben Carson, they asked him, could you guarantee that the money for HUD would not be used to benefit President-elect Trump, well, at the time, President-elect Trump and his family or any member of his family? And he couldn't give a straight answer saying that it wouldn't benefit him or that it would. He just kept saying that the money would be spent wisely and effectively and the guy was like yeah we want a yes or no answer just tell us would it benefit him or not yeah the trump's pick for education also did the same thing when he talked about guns right she was like um i can't say that this school in wyoming would need a gun to protect from grizzlies like really that's ridiculous (laughs) and then at the same time tim uh senator tim kane was asking her like do you think that all schools should stand on equal ground and she was like, I believe in um, accountability. And he was like, is that it? I'm looking for a yes or no. She was like, I believe in accountability. And it was like, come on. Yeah, it's like Trump said the, told, told them, like, just don't give yes or no answers. Beat around the bush until it's over. What is that called? Filibustering? Yeah. Is that filibustering? Yeah. That's what they were doing during that. Um, just trying to win the Senate's votes. Right. So it's ridiculous, man. I, I am thankful for being brought up in the age of technology because I feel like now I have an opportunity to be more aware of what's going on yeah. versus waiting for the newspaper the next day. Like we get news live now, like with Facebook Live, we get we got those confirmation hearings live. That was fantastic, and me being at work, I mean, I get a chance on my break to look up that stuff. I get push notifications on my phone to tell me. Like I always get alerts from CNN, and. That's beneficial because I feel like it makes me more knowledgeable about things that I normally wouldn't be interested in. But this election of 2016 definitely has me like paying attention to this. Yeah, you linking technology to this whole situation just made me think of... um, like I can remember exactly what I was doing when on 9-11 when that happened. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in class. My teacher played it on TV. And I thought we were watching something that had like happened in the past. But he was like, no, this is live TV. That plane just hit that building. And then as we watched it, another plane hit the building. And I'm like, yo, this is real? Next thing you know, they take us out of school. And I'm watching it at home, trying to figure out if my family family's okay and everything like that fast forward to if something like that happened now god forbid but if you know at that scenario had happened you know now years later you would get an alert instantly on your phone mm-hmm. to let you know something had happened yeah we, like we, if we didn't have a tv in our classroom there was there were kids that were getting let out of school and they still didn't know what happened um but now you know you would get an alert instantly on a news app saying a, a plane just hit this building and it's just like instantly, you know what's going on. You're always connected. And I mean, it's a positive. Um, we were talking to someone the other day who mentioned that the generation that exists now as millennials, 
we had the beauty of growing up without always having a phone in our hand. Like teenagers mm-hmm. now, all they know is that phones have always existed or smartphones have always existed. But we didn't always have cell phones going back and forth to school. Um, but now we do and now kids do. So we've been able to see the world before this super techno- technological era. And we can also see what it's like now and see how technology is improving. Yeah. And it's crazy because when you think about it, if you have an iPhone, I assume it's the same on Android, but you get those alerts like those Amber alerts. Like whenever there's a uh, safety warning going on. Right. Yeah. You even get something like that. And it's a perfect it situation. Simultaneously on everyone's phone. Right. Like if I'm at work and I get an Amber alert, it pops on everyone's phone. You hear that loud, annoying beep, but now everyone's aware of it. Like the other day, maybe like a month or two ago, there was a tornado warning here in Atlanta and everyone got the tornado warning at once. Yeah. Like things like that, smartphones are definitely beneficial. And that was interesting because I didn't know there would be a tornado that I didn't day. <laughs> and being new to the area, we didn't know they even got tornadoes. I'm like, oh. Right. <laughs> and like back on? to the Amber Alert thing, you know, it, it like you said, if you have an iPhone, it's going to hit your iPhone right away. Everyone can stop what they're doing, look up and say, okay, is that that license plate? Is that the kind of car that, mm-hmm. that's looking? Um, that- and it, it works also if your, your phone's on vibrate. So even if your phone is on vibrate, you right. still get the notification. That's great. So I. There are some things in this generation, in this in this day and age, that I'm grateful for, and I feel like benefit us life wise. Yeah. But the, the last episode we were talking about how Facebook is creepy and like how it does all this stuff. Right. But there, there, are, there are some things. Negatives. There are some things that are positive of having like a smartphone. So I, I don't really dislike the idea of them. They're convenient and they also can keep you safe. But yeah, um, the week of inauguration. There's just been a lot going on leading up to this, and I feel like. A lot's been going on in the world. Good, negative. Things are going well. And the Falcons are in the playoffs. They're close <laughs> to being in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Although I hate to admit it, Trump is now our 45th president. He's your president. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, overall, things are still going smoothly. We haven't had any big major events or anything like that happen that were dangerous. So I am thankful. Mm-hmm. And thank you again to our first guest, Bola, the owner of Clever Girl Finance. Yes, our very first guest of the show, and she killed it, gave us a lot of great information, and it was wonderful to hear. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, clevergirlfinance.com, and she also has a podcast called Clever Girl Knows, so be sure to check her out. And that concludes our show. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Bye. Peace. <laughs>